It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, February 6th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is so excited to get back into Flyers hockey tonight. I missed all hockey. Like, just give me hockey. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. We are at Lockdown Flyers on Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. You can find us over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe. You'll get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Getting the uncomfortable news out of the way first, uh, the London police in Ontario had their uh, press conference yesterday. Uh, regarding the 2018 case. And uh, I would say, number one, it did not go well for the London Police Department. But, but also, I think they knew that. Like, they yeah, knew. They're trying they to, did. They're trying to write a role. Like, they, I, I think the chief actually came across very sincere. Um, I would say yes, but also he was doing a little CYA there sure. as no well. Sure, no question. Um. But they couldn't say much, you know, because of the legal proceeding. But I think it's very clear that this is uh, being taken extremely seriously moving forward. And um, there, it's going to be a long process for all involved. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a long, costly process. And uh, we feel horrible for the victim, for sure. And I think after hearing even some of the little things, uh, it's it's pretty... Um, severe as far as all involved and so like yeah it's you know it's going to be a big deal so you know as far as the flyers concerned now we'll talk about that what we did learn um is that all of the nhl teams involved so including the devils and the flames are going to get cap relief for all of these players and i think that you know they're all rfas you know, everybody's basically going to cut ties and move right. on. Um, and, and, you know, that's kind of what we need to do, too, because once they cut ties, it's it's no longer an issue for the Flyers moving forward, other right. than the goaltending situation. Well, and that's the thing. It's, you know, I, I've been listening to things from a national perspective about the goaltending situation, and people have been like, well, you know, Sam Merson's had, you know, been pretty good. I mean, Spurson leak going into the break was a different goalie. And I get it that the team wasn't good in front of him either, but he wasn't as he wasn't as good as he was either. So the Flyers are back to having a question mark in net. I mean, I hate to say that because he just doesn't have a track record as being a starting goalie in the league. And we've right. seen what how how hard it is. So yeah, it's you know, the, that part of it is going to last this entire season for the Flyers. 
Yeah, I think so. But I, it's an opportunity for the rest of the team to kind of rally around yes. Sam Erson. Yes. And um, I think, you know, kind of transitioning into what we learned from the return to practice after the All-Star break, um, I'm pretty sure that's why they're going to likely go with 11 seven uh, i'm not giving any excuses forget it i i don't it's not an care. excuse it's an explanation yeah I, no no i know i know. said i'm not going to give any excuses because i don't care who's in net 11 seven has been a bad idea it's been a losing idea and now you're going to go and play the red hot florida panthers for really fast and you're going to wear out your forwards again against a team like that who could roll four lines but other than that, it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what it turns out to be, you know, in actuality here. Sure. Uh, but uh, I think that that's likely what's going to happen here because, again, he doesn't want to keep Zamul out. I found it interesting that they switched up some pairings but not breaking up Sealer Walker, which is something we talked about. We did. We said just move him down the road. We definitely yeah. mentioned that a hundred percent. So it seems like they are the third pairing now, Sealer right. Walker um, with Zamula as the extra, but it's Sanheim and Risto back together. And then York and Drysdale um, was the combo in practice. Again, we don't know if that's what it's going to be in the game, but um, I thought that was interesting. It is interesting. And there needs to be a day where Zamula is not the extra because Zamula really played well. And this compromises, you know, the time on the ice that he can get. And again, so does it, I forget, this means Lixell's in the lineup, right? Well, it, it was Delorier and Lixell trading off on that fourth line. Uh, so it doesn't position. mean it, yeah, it could, could be Delorier. Yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing Lixell is in, but, right. um, you know, it could go either way. See, the uh, problem is, you don't know yet. if it's Lixell, it's a good thing that he gets in. But it's a bad thing if he can't keep line mates for the entire game, which he can't on an 11-7 basis. So it's like it doesn't do him any favors that, you know, he's got line mate, you know, his line stays intact for like two shifts in that game. And then all of a sudden stuff starts changing. You know what I mean? That doesn't that doesn't help a young player. Right. I you know, and it'll depend on what else they decide to do. If like somebody else um, has to get scratched in the right. end uh, as well, we we don't know how that is going to no. play out. Because my guess is that he's not going to scratch Lawton or Hathaway. So maybe both no. of them get scratched. It's it'll yeah, it's it'll possible. Just, it is very very possible. Um, I think it's interesting as far as uh, the return of Owen Tippett as well, uh, because, you know, that is is the factor that makes it so you maybe you have to scratch both of them. But it's good that Owen Tippett is coming oh, back. Oh, sure. They Don't get them. me There's wrong. No, 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 they need him. No yeah, question. and Torts said as much because, you know, obviously we know, he knows the, the team really missed his speed and his energy um, and his production. And I think that made a huge difference in some of those losses yeah no question but i do want to point out something um so like the the first day back for the islanders they had a 45 minute practice first day back for the sabers they had like a 48 minute practice they actually put the zamboni to the ice a break from practice now we weren't at practice but i think people would have written had it been exceptionally long practice and it wasn't and i feel like it should have been 
based on the way they finished out going into the into the break, starting these new things, and maybe doing something with the power play. So, I mean, to me, I don't understand why that didn't happen. You know, again, just explanation. Uh, I think that the, what Torts did was did more of a skating practice to get the legs back for the first one. And then the morning skate, they were going to work on some stuff. That was what he had said. Uh, but I think that, you know, uh, we'll see if, whether it works or not and and how it pans out against the Florida Panthers, um, who are, again, coming off a four-game win streak. Now, with the break, you know, you never know how. No, I mean, there's no momentum streaks. coming out of the break. And and honestly, watching right. games of teams that came out of the break, the first period is going to be ugly. No yeah, matter what. I think so. I think so. Um, I I think that uh, one of the huge factors will be that, um, you know, they probably haven't had to travel as much unless any of the Florida Panthers decide to go on vacation, but they're already in a warm spot. So I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah, and Bob, but, looked good. Bob looked good in the All-Star game. So Yeah, he did. So they got to face him too. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to talk more about the Florida Panthers and uh, get a little bit into our Phantoms Tuesday report coming up next. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. I mean, right now I'm in Detroit. Maybe I'll bring some Detroit ingredients home for the Super Bowl. Detroit pizza is really good. Just telling you, it's got a lot of different cheeses. Um, but as far as the game, I still would bet the over. I think Brock Purdy and Pat Mahomes are both going to uh, put up a lot of points. So for what that's worth, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has best has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. On tomorrow's show, of course, we will recap this game we're talking about against the Florida Panthers. Plus, we'll have your mailbag questions. Uh, so get those in. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. You can comment over on our YouTube or send us a message over on Twitter as well. Uh, the Florida Panthers are a very tough team. and You just look at their top two lines um, and it kind of says it all, you know, with Barkoff and Reinhardt uh, together. And then you have Sam Bennett with Carter Verhage and Matthew Kachuk. Uh, that is a top, like a really oh, yeah. tough top six there. I mean, Reinhardt's one of the best players in the league, one of the best scorers. So you can't lose track of him. It's easy to say we're going to shut down Barkov. It's much harder to say we're going to shut down Barkov and Reinhardt. Good luck with right. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, what we've been talking about with the Flyers defensive structure, you know, and trying to choke things off at the neutral zone, I think is is going to be really important. Yeah, um, I think that that's something that it may be let up a little bit over the last few games before the break uh, in terms of stopping momentum before 
the opposing team hits the blue line as opposed to having to then regroup again, uh, you know, once the other team gets set up in the zone. So uh, that's going to be crucial, especially against this, you know, this top six. And, and a big matchup is going to be Sean Couturier against Barkov in the faceoff dot. Because, uh, you know, Barkov is one of the best in the league. Couturier is really good, too, but he's not at Barkov's level right currently. It, it is interesting with this team, though, that there is an, an opening here for the Flyers, um, you know, looking at some of their numbers. You know, one of the typical things we've seen when we compare, like, the, the NHL edge stats is yeah. that, you know, the Flyers are better at speed or you know, shot speed and number of shots on goal, but then the shooting percentage is way off. The overlap is almost identical between these two teams. And yeah. the Panthers actually don't have a tremendously strong shooting percentage here. They just happen to finish a slightly better, um, it, you know, than the Flyers do. And so they have more goals, but they, I think the key is they also spend a little bit more time in the offensive zone. They than do. the Flyers do, and that gives them those additional opportunities to score. But they are stoppable here. You yeah, know? no question. I mean, that there's you, you point make a good point there. It's just yeah, that that first line has the puck a lot, and you've yeah. got to try and limit that. And that's where yeah. that's where the battle lies. Yeah, and, and I think that's where it boils down to. With you know, the Panthers are second in the NHL in scoring chances for percent and high danger chances for percent right now. And you know, you look at it in all situations. You look at it on five on five. It's the same. But you know, their power play is fine. Their penalty kill is fine. Um, you know, I think that obviously the Flyers' penalty kill is better because it's the second best in the NHL but um I think that the the opportunity is there for the Flyers here yeah the only thing is and this will be a big challenge for Morgan Frost that you know for Hagee Bennett Matthew Kachuk line is dynamite too and that's tough Evan Rodriguez is one of those guys that does score <sighs> shorthanded goals he could be a real I love foreign. Evan Rodriguez. Yeah. Let me tell you, I have wanted him to be a flyer for a yeah. very long time and it has never panned out. He could be a big thorn in the side. So, you know, those top two lines are great. Kachuk's going to stir it up. If Nick Cousins is back, he's going to stir it up. Uh, yeah. And and Brandon Montour is, is no joke. Like his offense is tremendous. Like anything you want. You know, Travis Sanheim to be Montour is at that next level for Sanheim to kind of sh shoot for, you know, and Ekblad's Ekblad. I mean, right. He, he's, you know, he's, you don't necessarily want to go down his side. So these are the things, depending on how many minutes those guys get, the matchups are really going to be important. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the other things about the Panthers is that they tend to keep leads when they get them. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you look at their scoring by period, you look at, you know, goals per game. And when they they tend to win those one goal games more than way more than they lose them. So I, I think that is is huge in terms of not giving goals up early. So you feel like you have to come back in this one because it's going to be much harder to do so against the Panthers. Yeah, the, the worry in this one is in the third period let's say you're down or it's tied and now you've got your top six and the flyers playing X amount of minutes. 
they're going to be playing more minutes than the top six of the Panthers. And that could be a yeah. factor. Yeah, I think so too. But it should be a fun game. I think, yeah, I think so. it'll be it'll be a good matchup and I'm excited to get back into it for the Flyers. In the meantime, our Lehigh Valley Phantoms, a bit of a roller coaster of a week for them. Yeah. Uh, there is lots of celebration and lots of disappointment, I would say, across this has the become board. the norm with them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, the Phantoms had their 10th anniversary celebration on Saturday night. Uh, that's, of course, 10 years in Lehigh Valley in Allentown. And if you haven't um, seen a game, it's a tremendous place to see a game. The rink's great. The people are great. The, um, the coated um, pretzel or not pretzel, coated cashews or peanut guy is great. Like they I always go there. So, yeah, I have a lot of fun when I go there. Yeah, it, it's uh, they did a really good job. They had a lot of alumni back, uh, including Greg Carey, Colin McDonald, mm-hmm. uh, Sa- Sam Moran was there as well, although he was kind of working yeah. um, at the same time. He's got to be there um, no matter what. Right, right. Uh, lots of Flyers management there, uh, mostly, you know, because it was the all-star break and they could, but also to celebrate that 10th anniversary. But Briere was there, LeClaire was there, Alan McCauley. Um, so everybody was on deck at the home games uh, this past weekend, which was good to see. Um, unfortunately, you know, one win, two losses for the week. They were facing the Hershey Bears for two of those three games, uh, and they split those, which, you know, I think against Hershey is probably a pretty good result. It is, but they're going to play Hershey a lot the rest of the yeah. season. And at some point, they're going to have to get the upper hand or it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I think the more disappointing aspect was that big 10th anniversary celebration game on Saturday, losing to Wilkes-Barre Scranton, who is very beatable, uh, three to one. I think yeah. that was uh, very painful. That game was uh, very frustrating to watch overall in terms of you know so many chances for the Phantoms and they just could not get get one to go until very very late in the game when they pulled the goaltender and was six on five yeah it's just they they can't seem to get enough weekend momentum yeah to carry over and have like two good weeks in a row it's just it's it seems almost impossible for this team to do it now if i remember correctly because i think i watched some of it in that win that was felix sandstrom right Yes, it was because Sam. So that's the one positive in in that is if he could look better in some of his starts, I think, and this is just me, there'd be a chance for him to get called up this year, or there should be, based on the fact that Cal Peterson's just not reliable. And so if Sandstrom could find himself, that would be a big thing for him. He might be able to get some NHL time. Right. So he's, he played both the games against Hershey and then uh, Parker Gahagan played the game against Wilkes-Barre Scranton. So um, I think that was what they wisely decided to do as far yeah. as the goaltending this past weekend. Um, yeah. I, I think that the, the other uh, big thing to come out of it um, was that, you know, Brink had gotten off to a really good start last week. Uh, with his time with the Phantoms, didn't get on the board. Um, I believe he had one assist this weekend. Um, but it was kind of, 
you know, as far as who did stand out uh, as much as you can in this situation, uh, the line of Elliot Denoyer, Wade Allison, and Brendan Furry, um, especially in that win against Hershey, you know, they were by far the strongest with Allison having a goal and an assist. Denoyer had two assists and then Furry had a goal and an assist and they were definitely the the best line out there in this game. No, and that's, you know, and that's fine. Um, I'm looking more at the defensive pairings because they're almost doing what we want, but not quite. And I just, I don't understand why for a weekend they can't keep the pairings the same. Please explain why. And again, with these young developing players, it's the best thing for them. How are you getting continuity if you can't keep these guys together for more than, you know, a game at a time? Right. I think there's some issues with, you know, the fact that they're losing, that they also do some scrambling during the games. So I wouldn't say. Okay. I mean, that's fair, but yeah, doesn't mean the game shouldn't all start the same. Right. Yeah. I think that's a fair point. I I do. I I think that especially with Emil Andre this season, I think having a consistent partner yeah, it would really um, help them. Would would be very helpful. I think they do that to some degree, but not as much as they should. Especially, and I'm worried you know, that, that, that the deeper their hole gets, the worse this is going to get. Because you know they're going to sort of get more focused on winning than in right. terms of the prospect development side, which right. I get. It happens. It does. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was also AHL All-Star Weekend with Samu Tuamala participating. And uh, there's more to talk about with the Phantoms and looking ahead to this week's action. And we will do that coming up next. Well, we are well into the peak portion of the season. And regardless of where the Flyers are right now, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. You can also play Daily Fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, and college football on Sleeper, and entries can be made in under a minute. All you have to do is pick whether NHL superstars like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, or Austin Matthews, plus Flyers All-Stars like Travis Konechny, will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. To win 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me. You can win 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail those picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code at LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league like Locked On NHL. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe. So it was All-Star Weekend for the AHL, and it was out in San Jose where the Barracuda play. And I hadn't really seen that arena before because, you know, the Phantoms don't play the Western 
teams. And um, I knew, you know, obviously Barracuda had a separate arena in San Jose for their AHL team. It is really nice. And yeah, it's really nice. I've never been there, but yeah. looking at it, it looked great. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it made me think back to when the Phantoms played across the street at the Spectrum and um, how cool that was. Although this arena that the Barracuda play in was much nicer oh, yeah. than I mean, the Spectrum I, at, at that, that point. <laughs> at the last Flyers game that was at the Spectrum, the seating was so limited for media. They had sat us like up at the top perch where like the radio crew used to be and stuff. And there was yeah. like four inches of dust up there. They were like yeah. old solo cups, you know, like it was bad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, where the Kuda play is shiny and new. And yeah. of course, Samu Tuamala was out there representing the Phantoms. And it seemed like he was having a really good time out there. Um, I think that it, it was probably nice for him to get to know some of the other guys yeah. on, on the other teams. And, um, you know, I would say that his skills competition, you know, wasn't uh, the greatest, but I would say it was very weird to me that he was not in fastest skater. Um, that was very upsetting to me because of all the competitions I right. would have thought he would have gotten in there. So they put him in hardest shot, which, you know, he is a good shot, but he I would not shot, say it's not hard. Yeah, it's not super hard. So he came in fifth out of nah. eight. Um and he did not do great on the accuracy shooting, which also does not surprise me. No. But um, he went two for eight. But uh, he still looked like he was having a good time out there. That's all that matters. And, and yeah. Um, and Considering his, the way his last couple of years have gone overseas, at least this yeah. is going to be a really nice highlight year for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, the Atlantic division lost in the finals of their three on three tournament to the Pacific three to two. It was pretty heartbreaking. Uh, the Pacific scored with like 15 seconds left oh, in, yeah. in, in the final. Um, but he had three total assists in the tournament, uh, which okay. was really good to see. Um, he also uh, had um, a, a really great shot, I thought. Um, which I, we thought was a goal, but uh, it turned out that it was a, a deflection. But he, uh, yeah, I think he looked pretty good out there um, as part well, of him. the yeah, Atlantic nice Division team. Yeah, he yeah, really yeah. did, I think, overall. And I certainly hope he had a good time. Um, in the meantime, you know, the Phantoms have uh, another week ahead to try and get back uh, some points here and they are playing Friday and Saturday um, one home game against Wilkes-Barre Scranton again who they just struggled mightily yeah. against and then um, on the road at Bridgeport on Saturday win two games that's all I'm saying just you got to start winning two games yeah because they're not going to yeah. drop any lower in their division it's almost impossible Right. They're not going to hit eighth, but they've got to start gaining points in seven or it could be a problem. Yeah, you know, there was a while where that middle group of teams were pretty close together, yeah. but it's starting to divide a little bit. And, yeah. you know, there's a limited opportunity here for teams to to get back into it. And so I think this is where it's going to be extremely important to not fall further behind, you know, right now. Um, they are three points behind the Charlotte checkers. Uh, they do have two games in hand at yeah. the moment. 
in the standings, but. And might I add, I will add this. If the Flyers are going to continue with this 11-7 stuff and Lixell doesn't play, then just send him down because they need him with the he You know, sitting the bench doesn't help him in Philly or playing eight minutes wouldn't help Philly. Then just send him down. At least the Phantoms could use his help. Yeah, and he would definitely get the minutes there. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes for the Phantoms. We'll see how it goes for the Flyers versus the Panthers. We are going to recap that game on tomorrow's show as well as answer your mailbag questions. So make sure you get them in via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day, everyone.